Welcome to the Room of Lives. I'm your host, Neil. Today I spoke with Ian. Over time, Ian had become manic, feeling like a philosopher who had figured out life. Then he did some LSD and weed and became trapped in insanity for several months. First seeing himself to be a Christ-like messiah, then not feeling like a person anymore. At times, he believed that he would stay crazy forever. Here he describes those episodes, how he made it back, and his current outlook on himself and on drugs. Am I being recorded right now? Yeah, we were both being recorded. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And uh, the CIA are listening, like, real time. Oh, well, that's always the case. Anytime <laughs> I have my phone on, you know I'm on those watch lists. All right, cool. So, uh... So, before you had this episode, mm-hmm. what was generally, like, your drug uh, use history experience? Uh, nothing. I got drunk... One time ever in my life, the first time when I was 17, I started smoking weed when I was 17. And then I was just like pretty much a full-time stoner for like two years. And then I started getting manic at some point in uh, when I was 19 or maybe 18. And then when I was manic, I did acid and then it was a, you know, I was going to say a downhill slope. It was more of a, a roller coaster all over the Can place. Can you describe just being manic? First, like before the LSD, what does that mean when you say that? Yeah, I guess it was sort of a slow buildup where at first I was like, um, whatchamacallit, I was, I like thought that I had like figured out life. Like I was just, I had a ton of energy. I was sleeping like five or six hours max, usually less, and just still had time for everything. And I was like, at the time I didn't have a job. I was just uh, like being a do nothing at home. I was like, wow, like I can do anything. And I got like a job at Whole Foods and was like way too like outgoing, like not like my own self. And I had like this idea that I was coming up with a philosophy or something that I like, I I couldn't even tell you about now because I don't really remember it because it was kind of like... You never wrote it down? I probably... Oh, I did write a bunch of stuff when I was manic, but it, it never... It didn't make any sense. And like after... Like, my episode was over. I sort of deleted a lot of it and stuff. But, but it, it was all incomprehensible. Was like a philosophy of life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that I, like, found the meaning of life and figured it all out. But I definitely had it. It was gobbledygook. Like, reading it later is just gibberish. It didn't but really make there sense. were words in it? Oh, yeah, English yeah. English words. Yeah, yeah. Like, were they uh, strung together into sentences? There, there were. I couldn't, I really couldn't tell you any of it. I, my memory of that period is kind of weird. It was like the sort of thing where like I was so suggestible that anything could be part of it. Like I'm trying to think of a yeah. good example. Like some kind of a grand vision. Yeah, for sure. It's all coming together very meaningfully. Yes. And somehow you're kind of near or at the center of it. Yes, definitely. I, was, I wasn't like, until I did acid, I didn't feel like I was like a Christ-like figure or anything. But before I did acid, I definitely felt like like a philosopher, like a man of history, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like significant, but, uh, yeah, none of it really made any sense. And I really wasn't and still am not like well-read enough to make any sort of contribution <laughs> to, to like intellectual thought, but I really felt like I was onto something. That was a, a phrase I used a lot. I was like, I'm onto something, mm. you know? Um, like yeah. the, the universe started making more sense yeah yeah or just like living did like my like place in the universe of being like all i have to do is just do stuff and if i yeah. do stuff things are fine like yeah it was very felt very meaningful but was like completely incomprehensible meaningless what you just said Excuse me. did not seem meaningless to me oh yeah well yeah i mean i guess it was it wasn't like meaningless it was just like I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I, I definitely felt like it was more 
unique to me than it was. Like I thought that I was some genius who'd come up with it. And I thought that it was very like self-aggrandized and it wasn't like anything that, you know, like the sort of shit I was coming up with was stuff that people had either written about or was like stuff that, you know, like teenagers have like, whoa, mind blown. Like we're all so small type shit. You know what I mean? Which is like significant stuff, but not like anything to, to, you know, lose it over. Yeah, but I guess that's what happens is in that psychological condition, the amount of significance that we feel mm-hmm. uh, kind of amplifies. For sure. Yeah. So your thoughts and feelings seem more significant. What's happening around you in your life feels more significant, I guess. Yeah. There is some dial in the brain that determines how significant we find everything. And if that dial is turned down all the way to zero, you're like depressed. Like mm-hmm. nothing means anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can have it at medium where like, oh, it's significant. This is important. That's not. And you can have it turned more where up where everything feels like suffused with significance. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's where I was at. I felt like everything connected into this like idea that I'd had about how the uh, universe worked. Yeah. But I couldn't really put into words. Yeah, I wanted to, like, write in... I think I, like, started writing an autobiography when I was, like, 19, which is really stupid. Um, and shit like that. Like, I was like, I've got this all figured out. And I'm gonna write it down and change the world. I'm not entirely sure that you were wrong. Well, you know. Yeah. I don't... I feel like I lost it now. Like, a lot of it... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to... Th- I wish I had specifics, but I really did delete a lot of it and, like, sort of purge it from my mind because it was sort of a bad time in my life overall. yeah it was associated with other negative things that yeah and also like something i think about a lot was like i was super lucky that i was able to have like an episode and just sort of be okay like i had a mom who i could live with and like pay for everything and shit like if i had just been you know like i have friends that don't like talk to their parents who just like if they had had that sort of mental episode uh which i think was sort of brought upon by like smoking weed like they would have been fucked like they could have ended up homeless or something yeah whereas i had a place to sort of like you know yeah like a rumpus room to just sort of like go crazy for a bit and then (laughs) then get better yeah you know so so tell me about the the episode how did it start what happened so i guess like i was already manic to the point where like my friends were starting to say like we're kind of worried about you like you're acting differently whatever um just in like my speech and stuff like i've always been sort of an excitable talkative dude but it got to the point where it was like weird i guess for people and for my family and then i had done acid like once i don't remember where it was on the timeline but i like first i got like too low of a dose or something or something went wrong i just like threw up a bunch at the beginning and then just like sort of tripped i like had microdose by accident basically um but then i decided i was going to like actually trip with my friend and the plan was, like, in a couple days, I was, like, gonna go over to his house or whatever, and then I was already, you know, manic as shit and, like, smoking weed constantly, and then the day before it was happening, and, like, this is true of anything in my life still, like, if I'm excited for something, I can't sleep, mm-hmm. um, and I had told myself I wouldn't do it, like, if I didn't get any sleep, because I think, you know, having the right set and setting is important and all that, um... And then I didn't sleep, but because I was manic, I guess, or just because I'm stupid, I was like, whatever, I'm just going to do it anyway. Like, my attitude's right, so it'll be fine. Which, you know, was true. Um, but yeah, and then I did acid at his house, and it was, you know, beautiful. Wait, whose house again? Uh, my friend. Yo, your friend. We'll call him uh, Joe. That's Joe, and had <laughs> Joe done LSD? Yeah, he'd done it before. He had done it... The first time he'd ever done it before was with me that time when it didn't really yeah. work out, when it didn't work for me, but it worked fine for him, and he was tripping balls and had a great time. Okay. And then since then, he'd done it, like, a couple times with his sister and, and stuff like that. So he had some experience. How old were you again when you did this? 19. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, so what happened? Uh, well, I had a great time, and I was, like, I remember walking around his house feeling, like, fucking, like how I'd been feeling in the upcoming months of, like, being sort of manic, but, like, times a million where I felt like my brain was, like, this conduit for fucking the universe and shit, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, and, like, all the, the normal asses stuff that people talk about, like, sort of feeling time non-linearly and, like, 
I think all those things are true. Like yeah. your brain is a conduit for the universe. Yeah. All our brains are. And it was yeah. all that for yeah. sure. It was like, you know, it was definitely like the sort of run of the mill. I don't know if run of the mill is the right word, but it was like, you know, the acid experience people talk about, which was great. And I still think that acid's good and people should do it. Just not all people. Um, and then, I don't know. So like acid was great whatever i you know just listen to music and cried and stuff and it was awesome and then like i've been up for probably at least 24 hours and you know i had people tell me like you know don't smoke weed when you're on acid because it'll like make it more intense or whatever or people telling me like if you smoke weed all the time and you smoke weed on acid it's not a big deal which i was smoking weed all the time at that point so i was like i'd been you know, it was sort of wearing off and I wanted it to keep going and I'd been up for somewhere between 24 and like 36 hours and I was like, okay, I'll smoke weed. And then as soon as I like hit the bong, I like felt like a, like a window, like window pane just went between my brain and like the outside world. And then, uh, yeah. And that was pretty much it. And then suddenly it like wasn't very fun anymore. I just felt like nothing was real and everything was shitty. It was like, people talk about like depersonalization. Like it was that sort of thing. Wait, what is depersonalization? Um, it's like the, I don't know how to even describe it. It's just like, it's like nothing feels real. You're totally yeah. dissociated. Yeah. Like you don't feel like anything you're saying is actually you saying it. Yeah. It sort of feels like you're watching your life yeah. happen. Which yeah. I know is like how people describe life sometimes like people get dissociated and whatever but it's like i don't know it's sort of like the difference between like being wet and being like at the bottom of the ocean you know what i mean in some spiritual paths uh-huh. this is a state that's sought out yeah i don't know it's pretty hellish and didn't really like well but as, as soon as the acid wore off i was sort of like fine like not fine that's when I, like, went really crazy. Like, as it had worn off, and then I started to, like, just really be, like, off the deep end, like, thinking insane shit. Nothing, like, dangerous, luckily. Like, I didn't think I was being, like, gang-stalked or anything like that. But I thought that, like, I thought I could play piano. I don't play any instruments, but I was like, I need to fucking buy a piano because I know how to play piano and whatever. And I was like, um, I don't know. It was really wild. Like, it's did sort you, of hard. Did you buy the piano? No. <laughs> oh, so, I had plans to, oh, but so, everything. Yeah, maybe you would have found out that you don't. Yeah. Well, a lot of stuff would happen where, like, I would think, like, I know how to do this now, and then I would find out that I didn't. Like, one, like, sort of mundane example was I was, like, trying to pause a movie at the exact right moment. I was like, I got this. I'll do this first try. And I was, like, so convinced that I would for some reason, and then I didn't. And it was like my faith was shaken for a moment. I don't know, I'm trying to think of examples of how crazy I was. Because I was just fucking crazy. I mean, like, my mom has said that it was the worst time in her life because she thought that I was just gone. Like, she thought my brain was just completely fried and just over with. Um, I don't know. I would, like, think that I was hearing voices, but really I was just, like, fooling myself into thinking my inner monologue was voices and shit like that. And, uh... I got, like, word, you know what word salad is? Like, have you ever heard that term? You just, like, can't put sentences together correctly. Like, sometimes I would just have word salad and I couldn't talk, right? Um, yeah. What else? And I was still, like, very much convinced, like, I am the next stage in human evolution. Like, it had gone from, like, uh, when I was just smoking weed or whatever, I was like, wow, I'm so smart. Like, I'm such a smart cookie. I'm gonna write a book or something and everyone's gonna love me to like post acid I was like I am God <laughs> like I have figured it all out and I will fucking you know wait did you actually feel like you're God yeah kinda in like a you know like well I sort of had a like a, at the head of creation like you remembered oh I've created this or something not like that. like that more like like the whole like Christ-like figure thing where I was like I have a message that the whole world must hear and like I know the the answers to, to the universe and whatever mm. which I you know I don't think any individual has that or I think every individual does equally I guess would be a better way to say it but I felt like I had like 
tapped into this sense of like what being is from like an individual consciousness perspective but i felt like it was like me and for some reason like my consciousness was like the one that had to be the that's the point. that's the contrast that i'm finding hard to wrap my mind around mm-hmm. because on the one hand there's extreme depersonalization yeah things are just happening well the de- and on the other hand there's this philosophy that's centered around the me at so, this point that? the depersonalization had sort of worn off uh, okay so that was like when i smoked weed and then like that sort of wore off and then i was self-obsessed and then months go by the like crazy manic beliefs wear off and then i'm like back to sane and then I don't know how many months went by then or like how much time went by, but then I was like, I'm going to try smoking weed again. And then I smoked weed and then I was completely like sane. Like I wasn't saying anything crazy or believing anything crazy, but I was totally like depersonalized and whatever, just for months on end, like had no emotions, couldn't do anything. So I sort of had like three separate distinct episodes, I guess you could say. Like, Tell me a little bit more about this depersonalization phase where you were not doing anything crazy, but you were not feeling like you were a person or... Yeah, so that was, I think, just, like, my brain had, like, felt extreme panic and anxiety from the weed Mm. when I'd been up and smoked acid or something. And so as soon as I, like, tried to smoke weed again, it, like, just shut me down and, like, made me panic again. Like, I, like, I had, like, built-in trauma with, like, cannabinoid receptors or something i don't know i'm not a neuroscientist but like something along those lines or just like i can't have thc because my brain will just like go into panic mode and like i guess it's like a defense response of being like you know rally is too hard to confront so it like tries your brain tries to convince you that nothing is actually happening yeah yeah but if you um if you could somehow get back that sense of like meaning philosophy Uh understanding of the universe would you no, I feel like it was pretty vapid. Like, I don't think it really... It was hollow. There was nothing actually... Yeah, I mean, it's not that I felt like any of it was like... Well, honestly, it's hard to remember any of it because it was all pretty unspecific at the time. Like, it was pretty, you know, paint-by-numbers philosophy. Like, you know, like shit that you would see on, like, uh, mm. I don't know. Like, just very basic, you know, what people say when they're on acid. Yeah, like, why can't we all just get along? Or, like, we just need to do something different. Like, it was that sort of shit. Yeah. So I feel like I still have everything from that. I just don't think that it's, like, that it makes me a genius anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like there can be a difference between just saying those sentences that's so often repeated and really being in a place of consciousness where you totally feel like, why is that the truth? Totally. I, I agree with that for sure. But I don't think that I would go back to that place if I could, because though it did feel fucking great, it wasn't really useful. Mm. And I think the word useful is sort of like kind of, you know, I don't want to mean like useful in capitalism or useful in like being productive or whatever under any system. Like, that's not what I mean by useful. I mean, like, it wasn't really good for me, like interpersonally or just like existing even on my own like it was affecting my ability to like fucking make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and eat it because i was so like mind blown all the time that you know it wasn't like uh you know it wasn't a good place to be i guess so what happened to the logistics of your life like and, and and your relationships uh i mean luckily i don't know why I was so lucky like I didn't get on social media and say anything dumb I didn't like really broadcast it much uh, I just like lived with my mom and my sister and her girlfriend at the time my mom's girlfriend at the time and uh pretty much just like I guess it was around a month or maybe less than a month when I was like really really crazy um and I just sort of fucking hung around all day and like watched tv and did nothing like pretty much normal like if i say the word neat do you know what that means like n-e-e-t n-e-e-t yeah means like not employed in education or training so it's like whenever someone has nothing going on they're neat and that's what i was pretty much doing i was just being a neat not doing anything just like watching youtube and shit i think i watched uh 
this series on YouTube called Freeman's Mind, which is just, like, watching video games. But then I would, like, while I was watching it, like, be thinking about shit and not really paying attention. Um, but, yeah, so I pretty much just did that for a while and, like, ate. I don't remember what I ate. I remember how I got food. Probably my mom made shit or I ordered Jimmy John's or who fucking knows. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much that. But, luckily, it didn't, like, affect my relationships with my friends that much. Like, they'd sort of seen that something was happening and they didn't really, like... They were, like, worried about you. And then the whole thing happened, and I just sort of went radio silent, which wasn't, like, too unusual for me. Like, sometimes I just keep to myself. Um, so, I don't know. I really dodged a bullet. Like, I didn't make a spectacle of myself, which I really could have. Like, and I came very close to doing. But I think because I had already been, like, off of social media for a minute and all this stuff, like, I, I didn't, like, have a public manic episode, which is nice. I definitely feel bad for, like, I'll see people acting up now and be like, oh, God, it looks like they're manic. Like, that sucks that they're <laughs> that they're putting it out there. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. So I had some friends who, like, remembered my early manic stages and my friend uh, Joe, who was, like, with me at the time, who, like, you know, saw it sort of unfold. But, like, it pretty much the storm passed and things were back to normal eventually, I think, you know? Yeah. And so now you, you don't, you just don't do any drugs or you don't smoke anymore either. I don't do, I don't smoke weed. I did shrooms one time and I think because I was anxious about it because of my previous experiences and it was like years after the episodes happened, um, I had like a bad trip on shrooms just because I was anxious about it. But I felt great for like a week afterward at shrooms didn't really like fuck with me. And I still do like random drugs every once in a while. Yeah. But mostly I just drink and then, I don't know, like I took Xanax a few times and shit like that. But I think, you know, I'm still very much pro-acid and pro-psychedelics like psychedelics in general. Um, and maybe acid just because of the nature of how acid is and just like uppers. I haven't really done a lot of uppers other than acid. Um, like maybe just doesn't interact with manic people very well. Um, yeah, I would say like by and large, I just drink. And that's about it and caffeine yeah. yeah um so it's like your self-importance went up a lot during mm -hmm. that episode and how would you say is your self-esteem now uh following that episode? like normal you know maybe like where it was before like i don't know i think i'm in that that self-esteem that like a lot of people have or like sometimes I mean, and this isn't, like, anything, like, atypical, but, you know, people are, like, sometimes, like, I'm the best, and sometimes, like, oh, I suck. Like, you know, just normal self-esteem. Okay, Nothing really good. remarkable. Because I was just thinking, if you had such a negative association between this feeling of self-importance and at the same time just, like, being crazy and that you might now think that that's just, like, a bad thing. Oh, no. I mean, I do sometimes, like... Well, I mean, I'm not, like... I wouldn't call myself a narcissistic person, but, you know, like... I do, like, performing and, like, shit like that. Like, I've been an attention-seeking person. So that, like... I think that that type of person has sort of a, a fluctuating um, self-esteem, depending upon, like, whether they're getting attention or not. But as far as, like, that episode affecting it, I don't think it has at all. It feels not like you're anymore. able to talk about your own psychology uh -huh. as if you're not attached to it. Yeah, I've had a lot of time to reflect on it. And I've gone to therapy and shit. Wow. All that jazz. Um, I did for a while, and I'm sort of only getting over this in the past, like, year. But I would, like, get excited about shit and then, like, be like, oh, my God, like, am I about to be manic again? Like, oh, no. Because um, the first time it sort of snuck up on me because it never happened to me before. But I'm sort of over that now just because, like, I've always been, like, a, like a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed kind of guy who's, like, you know, up and about and shit. What did you just say? Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Yeah, I guess that's sort of a rare, like, idiom. But it means, like, uh, like peppy, I guess. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. Like, I've always just been an excited kind of person. <laughs> yeah. So, but for a little while, I was like, oh, no, like, I'm excited about something. Oh, I've been fucking hyper all day. Like, what if I'm going to be manic? But I'm not really worried about that anymore. Like, yeah. it's been, what, like, almost five years since I had an episode, so, and it was, like, a singular event, so I'm sort of, uh, 
no longer anxious that it'll happen again. For a long time, I was like, yeah. my main focus was like, make sure I don't get manic again. Like, but now I'm sort of chilling. Nice. Um, yeah, remember what I said earlier is that, so I want to get into this field of psychedelics and I mm-hmm. think it's kind of coming back in the US and you know, it always brings like a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. And what happened in the 60s and 70s was that people got too evangelical about it and too sure. careless and too like euphoric. Yeah, Timothy Leary is yeah. a big part of that for sure. And that was not the only reason, but the mm-hmm. government kind of had like a, a reaction to that. Yeah. And so I feel like it would be great to like not that. have that happen again and actually play well with the government and just take more measured steps because it matters that more people get to have the benefits. So I feel like it's important for someone like me Mm -hmm. to start on a very like neutral perspectives and also hear like real stories about the cases where like psychedelic drugs are not a good idea. Yeah. And I mean, overall, I would say I'm very much pro psychedelics. And I feel like the government, like the whole, like, you know, like the MK ultra experiments and whatever, like sort of, they sort of lost interest in psychedelics and they realized like they're not, they're not really militarizable. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm sure it would suck if you gave someone acid and then like put them in Gitmo, but like put them in what? Gitmo, like Guantanamo Bay. Ah. Like I'm sure that would suck on acid, but like it would suck anyway. Like, you know, it's not really like a truth serum. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that it is interesting that like MDMA has been shown to be very useful in like treating trauma mm-hmm. and like, especially in like veterans and stuff. And I was thinking about this like last week and I was like, I hope that, I don't know. I hope that we find ways to like treat trauma better, but I hope that like the government doesn't like mean, doesn't see that as a way like, oh, well now we can make soldiers do things that might be much more traumatizing to them because we know how to fix it <laughs> afterward uh, and re-ingratiate that's them. A, that's, a, that's a, wow, yeah. But, I think that's a real concern. But at the same time, like, they already, you know, they're already having people do fucked up shit anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, uh, but, you know. you know, just because it's anyway doesn't mean that it becomes further... Uh, m- like more efficient to be doing that kind of stuff yeah totally man that's yeah the the commodification of certain things yeah it's sad it's sad that you know it's like we can't have anything nice <laughs> actually uh-huh. so UT just announced the launch of a psychedelics research center okay and when I found out about it I wrote to its director mm-hmm. saying I'm about to finish up my PhD I want to do research on psychedelics uh, what have you got going on? Can I, do you think I can be a postdoc? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, this is, yeah, I'm interested. This is what we are working on. What are they working on? They are working on um, the widows of veterans who died in combat. Oh. And these widows have prolonged grief. Yeah. And they want to give these women some psychedelics to see how it helps them overcome the prolonged grief and i remember that as i started reading about this project i was like i don't like this project so much Mm -hmm. because it comes back to what you were saying it's like there are certain things that has happened like war very aggressive and violent things yeah and i understand that you know having a losing a person is bad but this person also killed a bunch of other people somewhere yeah. else and there is an emotional and psychological toll of those things and now if you use psychedelics to I don't know circumvent some it is I don't one know of those things well, I guess this is tangential but I do always think it's strange at least in American culture I don't know if other cultures are like this but there's like a thing in American culture like when a cop dies or when a soldier dies it's seen as like almost a greater tragedy than just when like a random person dies in a car wreck which always seems strange to me because like they signed up to die you know what i mean like they signed up ostensibly with like the knowledge that they're like putting themselves in harm's way so it's always weird to me that like those people are given, like, way more support for that sort of stuff. Like, I don't know, like, there's got to be extreme grief. I've been, like, incredibly lucky not to have much random death in my family. Mm -hmm. 
you know, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, I don't know. Like, why not just widows and widowers of, like, spouses who've died? Like, how is it more traumatic to have, uh, you know, somebody who's out there, you know, shooting 15-year-olds who had AKs or whatever? Mm. Or, like, your husband getting brain cancer or something. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. when you're dying in a random car wreck, which happens, like, so often. I did decide, though, that if I am to do something about that project, mm-hmm. I have to, like, kind of learn to, like, set my judgments aside. Totally. And, I mean, I'm not and, trying and to it might be that just... actually meeting them, like, opens my worldview up. I'm sure them. that it's horrible. Like, I'm sure I don't want to sound heartless. Like, I'm sure it's horribly traumatizing and, and sucks. Um yeah. And I'm not saying that they aren't, that they don't deserve support Mm -hmm. and that they don't, uh, you know, deserve to like feel better from that trauma. I just think it's unfortunate that like what gets funded is always military related stuff. Yeah. Um, especially with something like psychedelics, which I feel like, you know, like so much of the research has been in specific regards to like PTSD, Mm -hmm. like from the military and stuff like that. And I'm speaking out of my ass, like, I don't know, I'm a fucking, I studied general studies, liberal arts at community college, like, I'm not an expert at this at all, but, you know, just, like, from my, from my layman's understanding, um, I think it's a, you know, I wish that everybody had more access to, to psychedelic therapy, because people from all backgrounds are, uh, experience trauma, for sure, you know? What, what are your, like, ambitions in life now? I want to write at a video game company, I want to write video You want to write... Oh yeah, design video games. Yeah, like write the write, write the dialogue the and the story and, and the shit. Like, yeah, that's, that's the like plan. a very specific. Yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a while, and everyone I know who has a job that they like ended up there like randomly and wasn't really planning for it, but they had a like a direction they were heading. So that's you're talking about this video game company, or I'm just talking about like my friends in general. Are you like, friends? My yeah, friends okay. who are like. IT people or like work at like I I know someone who works at a mushroom farm like not like a mushroom like a fun mushroom farm but like you know like healthy mushrooms like not psychedelic mushrooms um but shit like that like everyone I know who has like a cool job they just sort of ended up there um but they like had a, a heading in mind so my like direction I'm going is like I'm trying to learn how to write video games trying to go into that industry if I end up doing something else, yeah. say la vie. But for a long time, I was just doing nothing. If you were to see someone having an episode like you did, uh-huh. and like you were a friend or something, how would like what would you I've, say or do or? I uh, I've had that happen actually. When I was a waiter, I, I had a coworker who was like started like almost exactly the same sort of attitude that I had but he had like you know his own his own version of it but he was like smoking a lot of weed but just like his personality just like changed and started acting different like sort of in the same way that I had um sort of like overly talkative making neurological connections that didn't really make sense like assigning too much significance to things um and that's when I was 20 it was like pretty fresh maybe 21 and so when that happened, I was like, I did was shut down. I didn't really know what to do. I, I think I said to him like, Hey dude, maybe you shouldn't smoke weed. Like, I didn't really know what to do. He wasn't like a close, close friend. He was just like one of my favorite coworkers sort of situation. Mm. Uh, and then more recently, and I'll have to really anonymize this, but like someone like a family friend was having an episode and she's like an older person. Um, so that's like, when I was 20, I was like, I have no fucking idea what to do about this and whatever. And then he sort of like disappeared. I don't know what he was up to. I think he wanted to be like a rapper. I heard, you know, it wasn't very good rap music. A lot of people like make not so good rap music, but he went from like, had no interest to like, now he's manic and now he's like, I'm a rapper now. Uh, and it's hard to explain. Like he was so like textbook. DSM like mania (laughs) um almost like it reminded me I think at the time it was like I was still too traumatized about my experience and so I like was sort of scared of it and then more recently I uh like talked to this family friend who's having the episode and uh just sort of talked to her on the phone for like an hour and a half or so 
Um, and it was interesting. It was like she was having the same symptoms that I did, but I sort of like, as an untrained, unprofessional person, like I didn't really know what to do. Although one thing that I did feel was helpful is she kept saying like, did you feel like it was going to go on forever? Like, did you feel like you were going to be crazy forever? And I was like, yes, of course I felt like I was going to be crazy forever. Like you just feel like it's going to be crazy forever. Like, you know, you know, it's hard to imagine an end to something when yeah. you're in it. Yeah, because your mind at that time is that, so it, yeah. you know, it cannot support how do you, kinds of thought. Exactly. How do you, like, you can't, you know, it's like trying to, it's like eating a pepper and trying to think about ice cream really hard so that it tastes like ice cream. Like, it's just not going to happen. Nice. That's you a know? good analogy. Um, so yeah. when it felt like it was going, you were going to be crazy forever, mm -hmm. you had some understanding of what being crazy is. Like, yeah. you're not thinking, I'm saying everyone else is crazy or something like that. You're like, I'm crazy and this is going to um, go forever. Yeah, I would say, I don't know, dude. It was weird. Like, when I was, whenever I was, like, manic before, like, pre-acid, I didn't realize I was, like, I don't think I was really insane. Mm -hmm. I was maybe a little insane. And then once post-acid, when I was, like, full-on, like, nutso for a minute. Like, I don't even know what I thought. I probably thought sometimes I was like, everyone else is crazy. Sometimes I would be like panicking and I would think like, oh my God, I'm stuck like this forever. And sometimes I'd be like, this is what reality is. I don't know. It was, it, that was like, you know, it was insanity. It's sort of hard to even, not, not in like a, I'm so traumatized way, but just in like a, uh, like it's like my brain can't even process it way like it's yeah. hard to even remember shit from yeah. from that period just because it was like so different it sort of feels like having someone else's memories in my head like it's just like not like my personality was different my fucking my shit was all fucked <laughs> to put it academically <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there were these uh, times in which you were just in, like, pan panicking yeah. and thinking, this is going to go on forever. Oh, yeah. And forever means basically, like, the rest of your life until you physically die. You're yeah. Just gonna be... Did it feel like that was a life worth living? Um, God, I had a lot of perspectives on it. I don't think at any point, I don't think I ever wanted to kill myself during, like, the manic episode. Yeah. When I, like, later on smoked weed and I was, like, depersonalized, I, like, didn't really want to be alive, but also, like, the idea of, like, killing myself was, like, not really on the table either. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I've never been especially suicidal, I, I don't think. Um, I don't know. I don't I had, like, a lot of fucking weird thoughts about it, like, when I was, like, crazy crazy where I was like what well I don't know I think I the whole time I did think it was kind of a life worth living because I was convinced that I was gonna like do something amazing mm. um when I was panicking and like in those moments where I would like sort of come down for a bit and be like oh my god like I'm crazy like what's going on it was sort of like a you know it's like a cornered animal like I was I was mm. like you know felt like I was consumed with fear more than, like, mm. sadness. Like, I wasn't, like... Mm. Like, if I had been horribly depressed, then maybe I'd be, like, killing myself to escape. But it was more like, ah, what's going on? Like, you know, you don't see, like, a gazelle get chased by a cheetah and, like, kill itself. Because yeah. the whole point is, like, it doesn't yeah. want to die. So, yeah. I don't know. I was sort of, like, panicking and, like... I don't know. But it would come in waves. So, it would be, like, you know... I don't know. It's really, like... I'm trying to be as precise as I can with it, but it's very hard to, like, remember that, um, that stage in my life. I feel like I might be in a slightly manic phase, if there is such a thing as slightly. Sure. I mean, I don't know, maybe the same way people say, like, oh my god, I'm so OCD, and then, <laughs> you know, because things are, like, yeah. slightly out of order. You don't seem like it to me. Yeah, but compared to my regular baseline, I can. That's why I said slightly. Sure, but sure. I can notice from my baseline, like it's harder to fall asleep, and there's like extra energy, and the entire day I'm like doing something one after the other more than I used to before. I think I was sort of like I think that's good though. I don't know if if that's you know. I don't think that's anything to worry about. Yeah, I, I'm not worried yeah. about it, but I'm just thinking maybe. 
in some other people, if the amplitude is like higher, then they become like more bipolar, like manic depressive. Yeah, something. that you know, I think that that's true. Like, there's sort of a stable range, and for some people, it's higher or lower. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in. I mean, you know, obviously, I don't know shit about psychiatry or psychology, but like, I do feel like. Uh, yeah, like that's why maybe acid is like less of a safe option than shrooms. Like, I feel like shrooms sort of doesn't like fuck with your uh your energy as much like mm. acid really amps you up to a degree that maybe some people can't handle yeah. but i mean for me i was smoking weed and it was like it was enough to sort of teeter me off the edge i think i was just like i'm not a stable person mentally yeah it's the stuff that and the, the instability was changing like by the minute by the hour by the day like the state of your mind the, what you believed how you felt when it first that. started it was like a slow build um and it got you know weirder and weirder um you know it was sort of so slow that i didn't really notice it until i was already like acting weird and my friends were like we're kind of worried about you like you've been mm. acting differently lately <laughs> um I will say, one of the reasons I feel like you're not, you shouldn't worry about being manic, and I shouldn't either, is, like, I was incapable of listening to people when I was manic. Mm -hmm. Like, pre or post acid, like, I was just completely, like, no one could get a word in edgewise. And I'm a talkative person already, but it was, like, to, uh, to an extreme degree, where just, like, anything I could think of, it was, like... I had to say it. <laughs> and it was, you know, that was something. But yeah, acid's cool. As a as someone who uh had his mind severely affected negatively by weed and severely affected negatively by acid. Acid and weed are both cool, equalize them. Really? Mushrooms are cool. I had a bad time on mushrooms, but they're still fine. Like I didn't have an episode because of mushrooms. So if you just legalize them. Other people could be, could fall into the same trap, no? Yeah, but I feel like the price, you know, the, the, the price trade off. Money. Yeah, like the number of people, yeah. especially like black men who are in prison for weed, mm-hmm. like is insane. Yeah. I mean, you know, most incarcerated people on the planet in this country, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, this is a, this yeah. is, everybody knows about this or, you know, anybody who would. Uh who would be listening to something about psychedelics would know about this. But yeah, like obviously, you know, the sort of second wave slavery of the United States is powered by drug prohibition. And we can find out more about which people are negatively affected by which of the psychedelics and how. Yeah. And we can have advisors just like there is with like anything else. I do. I should say like, I think decriminalization is better. Like I do think that, you know, there's, I think everything should be decriminalized. I think there's debate about whether or not, like, they should be selling... Like, they shouldn't be selling heroin at at Walgreens, I think. But, like, I think they should be selling, like, weed and mushrooms at H-E-B. But, like, uh, acid? Maybe not. Maybe that's not for everybody, you know. DMT? Maybe not for everybody. But I feel like, you know, why, like, why make someone a criminal? Because they decided to, to... hurt themselves you know what I mean like Mm. nothing I did which maybe I'm lucky because you know I just happen not to be a danger to myself or others but like nothing I did affected anybody uh physically you know what I mean well that's not true my family but I don't know you know what I'm trying to say yeah I know I was thinking about this actually and I feel like that there's an extra component Mm -hmm. which makes a lot of authorities like kind of shut down drugs Mm -hmm. which is that these people together live in a certain world, a mental world where like things are according to certain expectations and norms and whatever. And then you go and bring a really weird, crazy, topsy-turvy reality. And you don't, okay, so you might just be doing that by yourself. Mm -hmm. People are watching you do it, more and more people are doing it. And so it's like a strange, weird, warpy reality now is starting to threaten yours. And people can yeah. be very defensive about their reality. And they're like, no, more and more people are going to do it. We are all just going to go crazy, weirdy, loopy, warpy thing. We don't want that. Yeah. You know, this is the reality. That's a hallucination. And we need to stop people doing that. Yeah, I do. 
I sort of, I guess, have it both ways as far as that goes. I do feel like sometimes, like, that's where a lot of the, like, overly evangelical psychedelic community stuff comes from. I do remember, like, hearing stuff from people who were like, I did acid and I just couldn't, like, relate it to people who hadn't done it, you know what I mean? And, like, I never had that experience. Like, I don't know, have you ever heard that before? No. I feel like that was... I used to be, like, obsessed with the Beatles back in the day. And, like, I remember reading, like, George and John... Uh, Harrison and Lennon respectively did acid and they're like we can't relate to Paul and fucking Ringo anymore like they have to do it and I never got that like I never felt like I don't know I don't feel like there's much you can get out of psychedelics that you can't get out of like yourself other than like being really high and have like you know that's fun and everything like the experiences themselves yes like that's sort of relying on psychedelics but it's I don't know it's almost like a a shortcut, maybe. I don't know, I'm sort of talking out of my ass right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe, like, psychedelic therapy would be less necessary in a room, in a world where, like, people were, uh, less exploited and, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, does that make sense? Like, yeah. if people were allowed to live their lives, like, I feel like we have these contradictions, we have to make peace with that we wouldn't have to uh otherwise i don't know i sort of sort of went uh, stream of consciousness there i'm not sure i agree with what i said but <laughs> something along those lines no i, I kind of do yeah I, yeah i'm getting this sense as you were talking about your previous experiences and what you believed in and things like that that you Sometimes I'm getting this feeling like you don't believe the things that you're saying as sure. much as I am believing. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I agree with what I'm saying. I just, I have a healthy skepticism. I don't know. I think maybe because of, uh, because like pre doing psychedelics, I was so into like Timothy Leary and figures like that and like Abby Hoffman and shit mm-hmm. like that, like. Not not Abby Hoffman, the Chicago 7 protester, although he's cool too, but Albert Hoffman, the guy who, like, discovered acid and, like, bicycle day and all that shit. Like, I was very into it before I did it, and then I sort of did it, and I felt like it didn't, like, it didn't, like, ruin my life, but it certainly could have. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know, like, maybe, I think that people have a reverence for psychedelics, which is good, but maybe they don't have, like, the respect for it that they should. You know, it's like driving a car. Like, driving a car... I mean, I'm sort of anti-cars. Maybe this is a bad example. Like, riding a horse. Like, horses will get you somewhere, but, like, they're dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're great, but, like, you have to understand that, like, you know, you can't fucking have it be the solution to everything, because then, you know, people get trampled. That was a really mixed metaphor. (laughs) But, yeah you'll get run over um, I think sometimes the psychedelics are wise enough to like tell you that yeah like I hope so I think maybe sometimes kind the of the shroom experience like... I had but yeah I don't know I do feel like I'm my my final like you know my final answer is like I'm glad I did psychedelics I don't think I'm ever gonna do them again yeah I remember my mom uh well, I should say, I guess maybe this is important to the story. My Both my parents, like, do psychedelics and are, like, pro. Or they haven't in a long time. Well, my mom hasn't in a long time. But I remember, like, being on a walk with her and being like, you should do... I was, like, worried I would, like, get addicted to acid or whatever. And she was like, you should do acid, like, once. And I was like, what do you mean, once? And she was like, eh, once you do it, like, you'll probably have your fill. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I did it, and she was, like, kind of right in a way. Um, that was the first time when it didn't work, really? Or... Well, no, I guess I did it twice, but only once it really worked. So So your mom said you should do acid, and then you did acid, and you had this episode. Yeah. So did she feel really guilty about it? I don't know. I haven't, like, talked to her about it much, but I assume not. Like, I don't think think she should, Mm. Um, because, I don't know, because it wasn't really, like, how could she have known? Uh, Mm. But she's very level-headed, like, and I'm still close to my, like, you know so I don't think so 
And it wasn't like a huge, she wasn't like pushing me to do acid. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm thinking about doing acid. And she was like, yeah, you should. It was sort of that. Um, so your parents have done psychedelics a lot? Yeah. Uh, my dad does a ton. But my dad's like a weirdo. But my mom has done them, you know. So yeah. this is what the child of two psychedelic parents is like. Yeah, I uh, guess so. Kind of, there are certain <laughs> things that are falling into place. Uh, no, my dad is, I don't know, well, without, without like risk of going on a long tangent. But yeah, like my dad is maybe somebody who's done too many psychedelics, but he's still like, you know, he still uh, functions in society. I had like a flash, like a vision. I was like, oh, so if I finally find that very psychedelic woman... Uh-huh. I want to marry and maybe have a kid. Uh-huh. It's gonna be like uh, Ian. You're gonna have a yeah. You're gonna have an Ian who can't do drugs. Yeah, he's just gonna be jealous of his parents <laughs> and all the drugs they got to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so my roommate is wants to become a therapist. Uh huh. And which one? Maxine. Oh, word. And we were in her car earlier today. And I don't know. I was talking about, like, manic things. Uh-huh. Like, we were talking about mania for some reason. And she said, hey, have you ever noticed? Or something like that. She was like, it's always guys. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. And I was like, well, yeah. And I started... I, I was know, like, that yeah. would be, like, kind of... Yeah, it's like, yeah. I think know, by just and like, large. Yeah, social conditioning has a lot to do with it. Is yes. What she thinks. I think by and large, that's true. I do know like a couple women who I think have had mania. But that, it's true. Yeah. By and large, like the examples I can think of. Well, you know, the family friend I talked to was a woman. And she had like nearly the exact same symptoms as me. Um, so she was. She's like, a gay woman. I don't know. Okay. But I don't know. it has something to do with being attracted to women. Mm. <laughs> maybe maybe the women are driving us crazy <laughs> no, kidding. <laughs> kidding kidding yeah. uh that is funny yeah i don't know i don't know statistically if that's if that's the case but it certainly feels true yeah that it's mostly guys <laughs> yeah uh that's funny thanks for hanging out with ian and myself today in the room of lives take care until next time